I just was the, I just, it became, ex- I was like, it. Welcome to the Board Game Snobs Podcast. Critically harsh reviews with a touch of class. Welcome to the prestigious event of the year. Bienvenidos. The Board Game Snobs Podcast Top 25. It is an arbitrary list. This is Jerry, by the way. This is Gabby. The host. Co-host. You're the host. Co-host. Primary host. I'm host. I'm co-hosting this because at this time, I feel like during the lists, there cannot be a star. The The list is the star. The list is the star. So I'm the games are the star are, for once. We are co-hosting on this podcast. This. There is no host. There's just two co-hosts. We're both equally hosting. Uh, I, I I agree. Thank you. So, sounds good to me. And as host of this podcast, <laughs> of as co-host of this podcast, this arbitrary, <laughs> lackluster, and yet highly useless list. You say arbitrary. What does that mean? I don't know. It sounds like arbitrage. It just makes you sound smart. Arbitrary. It sounds like albatross. It's like, sounds like it's like a thing that is not meaningless. Uh, yeah, arbitross like, is the spontaneous, the simultaneous purchase and sale of the same asset in different markets. What? That's arbitrary. Arbitross. Arbitrary is arbitra- arbitrage based on random choice or personal whim. So this is random arbitrary. choice, personal whim. That's that us. is that is us. That we that, uh, your whole discussion about how we make this list. It is arbitrary because it is a personal whim. Right. So I'd like to set some ground, not ground rules, just to let the audience know. But before you do that, I had something I had to say real quick. We'll say it. You're never aware of your tongue while chewing. You're not. Until you, until you bite until it. Until you bite it, and it is not Why? tasty. Why? Why is your tongue 99% of the time effectively dodging out of the way? But the instant you bite it... Well, it's because it stays you put are, for the most part. You are exceedingly aware of the location of your tongue thereafter, well, you're not, thusly. You're not moving your tongue a lot when you're eating. I mean, like, you're not moving yes, it. Yes, you are. You're constantly moving your tongue because you're shifting your food around to get in your teeth. No, you you just put your tongue no, up. No, next time you chew. Bite your tongue. Then you'll know what your I, tongue is. I don't know if I can You'll know what it's up tongue. to. I was like, I'm trying to. I bit my tongue. I, and I'm literally. A rare literally, event. Literally. It's been. I, I can't remember the last time I bit my tongue. Oh, you're professional. But it, I'm a professional. <laughs> you're prof- I've been doing it for quite some time. I feel I've gotten pretty good at it. But it, 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 I was like, oh, it just, this rage went through me and it just made me so angry. I'm like, stupid tongue. But the tongue is me. I'm the tongue. You we bit, are one. You bit yourself. <laughs> I bit myself. And I'm like, why? how does my brain tell my tongue to get out of the way all the other times? But wh- why did it slip up? What happened? There's, I think it's when you, so there's, you've asked several questions and you've led me down a dark place. <laughs> 
because now I'm thinking there's no other body part that you accidentally bite. It's literally just your tongue. <laughs> Inside of your mouth occasionally, maybe? Uh, yeah, but okay. that's usually due to like maybe some swelling or yeah, something. Yeah, your tongue is just... So I'm assuming that your tongue is being utilized for so many things that like your proprioceptive system, it's overwhelmed with feelings and tastes so that you're not really... You're not thinking about it in terms of it like moving it. You know what I mean? Like it's supposedly the strongest muscle per square inch i think in terms of your body or something like that right but but i don't know if that's true um but we'll spread some disinformation about the tongue sounds good which is odd because i'm using my tongue to spread disinformation about the tongue very hyper hypocritical wouldn't you say cannibal no i'm cannibalizing my tongue while degrading it and spreading (laughs) misinformation maybe russian disinformation i'm rushing with this disinformation out there about my tongue and what it's used for and people say, bite your tongue when they mean don't speak. Right. But that doesn't but stop you. Don't. you. you don't. You just close your mouth. But close your mouth doesn't sound, uh, I don't know. I bit my tongue and I got so angry because it hurts so bad. And I'm like, how is it you manage tongue to dodge all these other times? Because, you know, when well, you're Well, why chewing, are you holding it responsible? Maybe you messed up. But that again, it's me. We are one. But there's a thing. I leave that up to my brain to send these signals that it's supposed to do automatically. Just like breathing. But your tongue's not. You don't consciously your, breathe your t- until you're like aware of it. You're like. But your tongue's not automatic. But it is. No, it's not. I'm not thinking about my tongue when I speak. I don't think. But you use your tongue the entire time you speak. You're not consciously aware of its location and placement. I don't think that it's part of the autonomic nervous system. I don't think that your tongue does just as it does. I think that you use it so much, especially you, that you use it so much that you don't have to tell yourself, move your tongue here to make this. Because there's speech therapy. Like kids that. Well, but but that might fall into what I'm saying. When you're aware of it, you're aware of it. But for the most part, you're not. No, I think you're confusing being aware and, well, not confusing, but you're thinking of being aware and also muscle memory. For instance, in speech therapy, one of the things they tell kids is to keep the snake in the cage. So you have kids that pronounce S's, S's, S's. Uh-huh. Their S's are sticking their tongue out past their teeth. So they say, keep your snake, your tongue, in the cage behind your teeth. So you pronounce words and you keep your tongue because. You just learn how to speak, mm-hmm. so your dialect or whatever it might be, your 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 um, what's the term accent, you move your tongue differently. Just your speech patterns, and so there's some things that give you an impediment, a dead spoon, what they call it, when like part of your tongue doesn't lift up correctly. I think, um, and so yeah, there's a lot to it. A dead spoon. I think that's a term. But Cut your heart out with a spoon. There's a lot of various things, but yeah, like you just don't. You're not thinking. You twit. You're not thinking about it, but at the same time. You have trained yourself that you don't have. That to think might about be. It. I don't know. I haven't. I, I'm not. I, think, I never think about my tongue. You don't think about until anything. I bite it. You don't. I mean, <laughs> How no, dare no, no, you. no, no. You do not think. Stop am, pointing at me. You do not think I'm moving this arm to grab this. Exactly. Right. You just do it. Right. But are you aware of your arm? I don't know. Yeah, you are. So then, uh, well, but then they pay, say that people that lose their arms still think they have an arm. Yeah, they have a phantom pain. Phantom. Which is not. A phantom menace, you might say. A phantom limb. Phantom limb. That's what they call it. And I've seen a lot of people who have prosthetics scratching the prosthetics. It's like a common thing. They'll yeah. reach down and scratch. That's weird. It's because you, you're you used to be there. You're it's, used to itching. Yeah. 
can we get back now? Oh, sorry. It's like it's like I I had this oh. long. Okay, yes. You know, we. I mean, not. That I, well, that's been on my. I've had it written down for quite. It's some been time. on the tip of your tongue it's for been a long on the tip time. Of my tongue. Until I now, had to get rid of it. Well, thank God. So, in making this list, I realized that number one, I have a pet peeve about any type of list, especially in the board game community, because people like to go top ten this, top ten that, top one hundred, top whatever, and people love it. Like our numbers shoot up every time we say top 10, whatever. And to me, it's so useless in a way, because how do you come to this reasoning? Like we've all, for instance, and I use Mark because he was the last special person we've had on this show. He loves Biblios, correct? That's like his number one game. Mm -hmm. So obviously, when I think of Biblios, I don't think of it being a very complex game. I like Biblios. I think it's a great game. It's weird that I think, well, why does he like that game over this game? Well, there's a simple answer for that. When we make these lists, we're not saying that this game is necessarily better than the other game. All that we're saying is by our feelings, whims, and complete subjectiveness that I like this game more for whatever reason than the one before it. And so, yes, you might like a game and be willing to play this game more. So when I compiled this list, all that I did, pushed aside all my trying to be objective and think, well, this game's better designed. No. So this isn't the top 25 best designed board games or the best board games. This is Jerry likes this game more than that game. And all I did was put these games into Pub Meeple. I put about 50 games into Pub Meeple, whittled it down to about 30 very quickly. And then from that 30, chopped it down to 25. And then from there, essentially... The top, sensually, sensually, it, it's a very intimate process because you got to massage the top five. Mm, I knew Kenny G in the background. Top five, I shifted around a little candles. Bit. I like Kenny G. You like candles? I'm not pro candles. I'm not pro candles because they're a fire hazard, and, and they heat up a room rather quickly. And one, yeah, <laughs> but they uh, do, so but, do I. But, uh, so the uh, uh, but they do. When but I, they do back in the day. On they the, do have good. They do do provide good mood lighting. Ambiance. Ambiance. One of the most embarrassing. It's be a French word. Most embarrassing things I saw when I was on the fire department is that we went to a trailer house that mm-hmm. caught fire, mm-hmm. and this guy they were making love with. Candles. No, this guy was well, waiting with candles. He's waiting for his with wa- candles on. He's waiting for his wife to come home, and he lit some candles, and he lit candles and did all this stuff and he had never done it's like a thing he's like he's going to do this like it's he'd uh-huh. never done such a thing and, and he caught it on fire okay well he caught his trailer house on fire and we were very every nobody made fun of him that's what i liked there's like 30 firemen out there and we all stood there and he, he told us straight up he like admitted <laughs> i lit fella. candles i drew a bath i tried to make <laughs> he did the whole nine yards he had rose petals i constantly i constantly tell gina when i come home from work i will sit down in my chair when my I, you know, work clothes. And after a while, I'll say, Gina, will you go draw me up a bath, please? <laughs> this guy was naked. <laughs> all right. This guy went all in and he caught his house on fire and he just told us and everyone sat there and thought, man, at least you tried. So why do you say draw up a bath? You don't draw it. I don't know. I think it's like when you used to draw up water from the well, no, okay. you draw it up. Either way, when making this list, these are just subjectively the game that I would like to play over the next game. So what's the game I want to play the most? That's how I made this list. So that's why it's the board game snobs top 25s. Yeah. Another thing, I look back over the list that we've made previously, the ones that you sent me back and forth, and realize that our top 10 changes drastically. Like we move stuff around. Very little do we rely on 
I guess, sentiment, sentimentality mm-hmm. or nostalgia, we move stuff off of our list. A game might be number one. I think you've changed your number one quite frequently of games. Uh, well, actually, my number one's been the same. Where you go and say, ah, this is, you know, moving things around, changing things up. We're not afraid to make this list very dynamic. I think that's important because two two things. Number one, your taste should change and develop over time. Your circumstances certainly do change, whether it be due to external circumstances where you're just by yourself playing a lot more solo games or you don't have the same large group that you used to have. So your taste in gaming changes. So our lists change quite frequently. Uh, and also, I think that one of the most important things of having a top whatever list is to let people who listen get to know the reviewer and go, this is the type of games this person really likes. So if your tastes align with this person, you're more apt to listen to their opinion because your tastes are kind of aligned. I found it interesting on my list. There are games that have fallen off, fallen down the list due to the fact that I just haven't played them. And along the same lines, there are other games that have moved up the list that I also still haven't played. Like, maybe it's been a long time. But for some games, it's like, well, I haven't played this in a while. I, I kind of don't care about it no more. But there's other games that I, it's been just as long. In my mind, I'm like, oh, you know, I really like that game. I really want to play it again. And, and from 25 to 21, what we're fixing to do, I have one game from my 2019 in it that has fallen to the top, to the, to the I guess you would say the bottom of the 25 list because we only did top 10s and now we're doing 25 so uh, i have one game from my top original top 10 that has fallen down to this portion we're fixing to discuss well so that's my point is that i I think that these lists are useless they get clicks but at the same time i thoroughly enjoy making lists because uh, for some reason i enjoy ranking things just as much as anybody else i have one game that is not on my list that confuses me and it could be number one. It could be number 25. I don't understand. And I, I guess I could do an honorable mention we don't, as much as you like that. I this. hate honorable mentions. The list is the list. Can't we're talk- stop. My God. Can't stop. I said we weren't doing I've this. I've played Can't Stop like a hundred times. I get on BGA every day and play five games of Can't Stop. Is it my favorite? No, because I'd much rather play other games. But I also can't stop playing Can't Stop. I love that game. It's a weird, it's one of those games, like, I don't know where to put it. Because compared to these <laughs> I others. I can tell you where you can stick it. <laughs> compared to these others. No, I'd rather, I'd rather play these other guys. I would rather play these 25 games if I had the choice of Jerry's here. We're going to play a game. Are we going to play Can't Stop or my number 25? I like how you did that. You like Rurik? Dawn of Kiev. I like Rurik. Kiev? Where is that? Is that is that Ukraine? Now, you know, they keep saying Kiev, but it's spelled differently than this. Kiev. That's what's confused me. Hang on. Go ahead. Go about your business. That's like K-Y-I-V, and this is K-I-E-V. Go about your business. I'll look it up. Rurik, Dawn of Kiev, come out in 2019, probably after we did our last top 10 list. This game... It says, claim your father's throne, build, tax, and fight through unique auction programming. Auction programming is a good way to describe this game, because that's exactly that's exactly what it is. That's the <laughs> me- mechanism, therefore involved thusly. That auction programming mechanism breaks my brain every time, and just when I think I've done it right, I've said it right, 
I have not. I've put things in the wrong order. Or Jerry has, or whoever you're playing against has done something. It does say country Ukraine. Huh. It is. It says it's right just there. different spellings. That's interesting. It says it right here on BGG. It's the different spellings of it. I love this game for the auction programming. And with that programming comes all the rest of the game. You get uh, these things that give you money and you can go, it's like fish and all these other things, but it's also area control. You're moving your people. You're fighting your people. You're gaining coins. And with those coins, you can make your auction programming even stronger. That portion of the game is what I love so much. I can't say enough good things about it. Stan Kordonskly. Good job, Stan. Designed it, published by Peacekeeper Games and six more. So, anyway. Good job. I like, it's a great game. I love I've, Rurik. I've got the expansion. And I, have, you, have you painted them? Working on it. Almost done. Well, I've got the main stuff painted. Okay. Working on the expansion. Look forward to it. Very nice game. My number 25 is a economic game, Stockpile. Really, really like Stockpile. Done by two designers and also 2015 game with artwork by Ian O'Toole, if I'm not mistaken. Really? Yeah, back in the day, back before he was, uh, he was, you know, before he's Ian O'Toole. Now, yeah, back before that. Navoo Games was the publisher. Stockpile is a game for which you utilize hidden information. It's one of those games that has the mechanic of you're placing cards out into these various stockpiles by doing the place one upright, where people can see one face down, making stockpiles, and then people bid on those stockpiles, and the bidding is not. It is the where you just move your meeple up a track, so there's a max amount that can be paid for each stockpile. So it makes the bidding very interesting because you want to run up as much money. And sometimes you get stuck buying stockpiles that you don't want. And some of the things in those piles are good, and some of those things are bad. Piles are bad. Those piles are, are bad. Hemorrhoids. They're they're of biblical times. They're rough. I have recently suffered with my first hemorrhoid. Your first pile. Yes, it was not good. I do not know what led to this. Pushing too hard, but right? But I eat tons of fiber. Mm, I don't know. Maybe you're just prone to it. I don't think so. Never had any. Mm. Are, are hemorrhoids a normal? Like, does everybody have hemorrhoids? Or am I alone in this? <laughs> no. <laughs> it's one of those things people don't like to talk about, but I think most people have them. Send us an email at boardgamestops at gmail.com. Has your butthole ever been itchy? It's probably well, It's not itchy. Or it's flaming. pain. It's, it's flame. Flames. It's not itchy. I mean, most people just wouldn't come out so forthright because I think people are embarrassed to say, Why? Oh, I've got hemorrhoids. It's I mean, a it's, natural thing. You bite exactly. your tongue and I have hemorrhoids. <laughs> I mean, I would assume most people have had them. Okay. so Every, sh- Almost everyone in my life, my personal life has well, you're act- told me. You're acting really weird about this. I brought no, this up. No, because I, no, it's not that. I, I mean, I think. I feel like you're shaming me. No, <laughs> no I don't shame anyone. Okay. I don't hemorrhoid shame. But you're just you're looking at me very well. Okay. No, I'm just saying, stockpiles is a took good a, game. You talk about a weird turn. That was a weird turn. I like stockpile. <laughs> if you like money games and speculation, and it really does have a nice where after you've gained the stockpile, you play the cards. Some of them are stocks that you keep. And then some of them are cards that affect the price of said stocks. And every player has a little bit of information that the other players don't. So you get into inside trading and there was a recent Kickstarter of it. So it's probably readily available with an expansion. 
I think that was in your 2018 list, which I haven't re-listened to to see. I remember you. Re- I know you really like this guy. I, I really do, it, but it wasn't not in your 2019 list. It, it, it well, this is 25. We're doing. We only did top ten last. Yeah, time. I know. That's what I'm saying. It wasn't in your top it ten. Was, it was down in the 25. It was. It was yeah. Okay, okay, but you we, didn't rank it. I mean, you. I don't know. If I you did, did rank it. Yeah, did. We just did top ten last time. I know. I'm you're, just. You're giving out okay. useless information. Fine. Till we get to the top ten, you're 24, sir. Before you give out more useless information, hit us with some useless. How dare you? Isn't this all useless information? It really? Is. I hate it. We should have done top. You know what I was thinking about as I was driving down the road today in my truck, biting your tongue. You should bite your tongue when you talk to me. How about that? You should. And let me just say what I was going to say. Go ahead. You know what's weird? This is what I was thinking was what's weird. The things that we think or the things, the things we think are important or you even look forward to Uh are games. And I was thinking like a lot of times, like I'm really looking forward. Like how does this trilogy of movies end? I think they get married. Huh? Edward and the lady. She chooses (laughs) Edward over. What are you talking about? I thought she was watching Twilight. Oh, no, 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 no. I know how that is. And then he becomes a bat. He bites her, and I think she becomes a werewolf. No, I and mean, he a, a vampire. A cat woman. Yeah. She beca- Isn't that ironic? She becomes a bat, and I he hope becomes she plays a plays poison ivy. <laughs> that would be awesome. Because they dated. Bring in Kristen Stewart. Oh, my God. Yes. OMG, Jarrett. And I hope that <laughs> what's his guy, the muscle guy, the wolf guy, he can be Bane. Bring in Taylor. Taylor. He's, he's not a real good actor, though. It doesn't matter. Who cares? Mm-hmm. Put a mask on him. The, the, for the joke. Okay. So, see, okay. So they should have this, him be Bane, and I, Tom Hardy could do the voiceover. That would <laughs> keep it going. I, you have me really looking forward to this. Now, this is this is sad. And, oh, But sorry. I was just thinking, and I thought about, okay, this. I'm going weird down. Go. I was thinking about when people die. Like, if I was to die, all the things I was looking forward to are completely pointless. Right. They mean nothing. Much like this list. Exactly. Okay. But I don't know why I was thinking. I was like, oh, yeah, no, really. You're, it means nothing. You're gone. So, what's your point? I don't Exactly. I don't know. I didn't have a point. I was just thinking about how sad it is when people pass away. Everything that meant something to them is just gone. Well, no, not necessarily, because you like these games, don't you? Well, no. I, okay. Well, I was thinking about, and- like, my mother. My mother loved Star Trek. She's always looking forward to the next Star Trek movie. She's passed away. Now... She don't get to see them. She held it, out as long as she can. Why are you shaming her? <laughs> she passed away. That's it. Uh, our, our dear friend, Mike. Pretty sure Picard season one <laughs> did her in. Our dear friend, Mike, <laughs> of previous BGS that episodes. That was morbid. I'm sorry. I'm trying to say something. Go ahead. Go ahead. His, I guess maybe I was thinking about because his mother just passed away oh, this no. week. Oh, no. Oh, that's right. Yes. Uh, Mike has appeared on episodes way back when, BGG. But his mother just passed. I don't know. I know I just went down this weird road as I was driving down the road of thought of how. But I was thinking of this list too. I think too much when I drive. Okay, just forget all this. Project Elite, my number twenty-four. <laughs> <laughs> the hard nerves there. That's okay. All right, Project Elite. That's a great game. I love real time and i know this is a mechanism that a lot of people have mixed feelings about and it can be done terribly wrong it can be but project elite me and jerry played this at bgg con 2016 the first one we went to i loved it but then it had this whole thing happen with it our tipia games had it 
uh, people griped about something weird happened. But Simon or come on, I don't forgot which one they prefer these days. I'll go with come on. They picked it back up and they have reproduced it. Jerry and Enrique purchased this for my 20th, anniversary, 20th anniversary. And then Jerry takes it home to paint the minis air quotes. And I haven't seen it since. But we did play it. But we did play and it. And it was good. And it's a real time fighting aliens game. And it's so freaking fun. It is fun. I love this game. I should rank it. Uh, but the publisher last time, the one that you bought it from was, come on, love Project Elite. My number 24. It's a good game. So I'll rank it at least a six. <laughs> because, yeah, no, actually seven is good. Six is okay. So there you go. My number 24. Way to rank games on air as we're podcasting. I like to do it live. My number 24 is a dead game. But... Mm. Like most who die in that universe far, far away, they come back as ghosts. Star Wars Destiny. I do not like collectible card games. I do not like deck building. But there's something about Star Wars Destiny that is different. Well, it's not deck building. Correct. We're not in the traditional sense. You do build your deck prior to the game where you select a common deck that you yourself piece together utilizing various cards, and you select characters. And that replayability and how those cards bounce off each other and combo, plus just the theme and the callbacks to the cards and how the game plays, I thoroughly enjoyed this two-player game. Uh, it's dead. It's It's gone the way of everything She's else. dead, Jim. Star I, Wars. I don't know, don't know why it's still a thing because i mean magic the gathering will always be the living card game that people tend to play for some reason but a living card game star as opposed to a dead card game War, yes it's dead star wars destiny is a great game you can buy star wars dead destiny you can buy the starter pack real cheap and play it and you will see <laughs> what i'm talking about you can buy it cheap because it's dead right it has no use for them well, it's just that, no, it just means... They should give them away for free. No, it just means you're not making new cards. Oh. That's what a living card game is about. Corey Kanitskia was the designer. Mm -hmm. Fantasy Flight, good man. Love him. It's a good game. I enjoy it thoroughly myself. I'm glad you enjoy it thoroughly yourself as well. And I, in fact, I'm the one that purchased it. And I enjoy it thoroughly. And Jerry started buying... Every time Jerry goes into a... LGS. I won't say friendly because some of them aren't. There are some of them are MLGS. Mean. And some of them aren't L's either. They're they're all far away. No, nothing. We have no LGS. They're, they're MFGSs. <laughs> <laughs> That's where I go to MFGS. No, what was that? B F E L G S. What? Yeah. I want to MFGS. Uh, the localist, the most local localist, the most local game store to us closed down during the pandemic. Yep. They were thugs. Okay. So Star Wars Destiny, Jerry's number 24. Correct. Your number 25 stockpile. Okay. I got to keep track myself. My number 23. Gold West. There. Just said it. Nice. Um, J. Alex Cavern. Love Gold West. We have taste, tasted. I was looking at the Tasty Minstrel made this game. Tasty Minstrel out of business. I hope someone else picks this up. I saw somewhere there was a Tasty Minstrel game that I just saw someone else has picked up. Oh, uh, the one with the knight. Thy name shall Crusaders. be. Crusaders. 
Crusaders has been picked up by someone else and now being produced by someone a else. Seth Jaffe, and that's not a bad game. I didn't enjoy it, but it's people. A lot of people like it. Uh, but I'm really hoping, like the artwork. I'm hoping Gold West gets the same treatment because it deserves it. We like we like J. Alex Cavern. This game, it's exactly it's a Moncala. I don't know. It's resource management area. It's not control, but you do claim certain areas. Anyway, it's very good. And it's also on Board Game Arena. Which I am currently ranked 39th out of all the players in the world. That's pretty good. I'm how pre- many? How many? Does it say how many? Like 39 out of what? Billions. <laughs> like I play this game. I'm like billions of people. So, yes, it's. It's such a good game. It's a modular board. It can it scales according to players. So if you just have a couple of guys playing, well, you only have this little area. But if you have four people going, you, it's the full map. It's very nice. I suggest trying it out on Board Game Arena because Board Game Arena makes so many things so well. And it's it's hard to learn games for me on Board Game Arena. But once you have an idea, then you can go back and play it. This game is not super complicated. No. But there's several ways to score. You want to... I'm not going to go into it. I, I told Don't myself, worry I told it. myself when we do this, I'm not going to go into well, then details. And also, because I'm not good at explaining. Anyway, Gold West, J. Alex Cavern, my number 23. Very nice. Very nice. I, I like how every time, like, I say very nice, but if you give a bad one, I'm going to tell you that sucks, and I don't agree with it. Well, I the thing is, we play all these games together, and I know that you like almost all these games. Okay. Well, you're going to probably call me out on this one. No. My previous number one at number 23 now, actually, it wasn't my Oof. previous number one. It was many, my number one, game many of moons of Rome. Yes, A Game of Thrones, the second edition. It has failed from number one to... Somewhere in my top 10 to now the number 23. Why? Because it's long and arduous, but yet it is an event game. And as much as I enjoy negotiation games, it's harder and harder to for our group to play them. At the same time, I think the feel of a Game of Thrones, I can get somewhere else in another upcoming game. But either way, it is a fantastic negotiation game with a lot of theme. Five-hour game minimum. There is an expansion for four players. It cuts it down significantly. Feast for Crows? Excellent Crow. Also, you have the Mother of Dragons which we've expansion, which we have never played. Which I got the Mother of Dragons from the MFGS, and we've yet to play Ooh. it. But yet we will. A Game of Thrones, number 23, if you like long games. Is it a Game of Thrones, or is it just a, no, Game no, of Thrones? No, no, people say Game of Thrones, but it is A Game of Thrones. It's a, a Game. A-G-O-T. A Game of Thrones. So there's multiple Games of Thrones, and it's just one of them. It's A Game. It's A Game. It's not THE Game of Thrones. No, it's not THE Game of Thrones. It's really? A Game of Thrones. Because there's multiple. I didn't know. I wasn't aware there were so many thrones available that the have acronym, games of. A-G-O-T is the acronym for A Game of Thrones. So like you see it on I just thought it was G-O-T. No. It's A-G-O-T. A-Got. A-Got. <laughs> really? And if you see A-Got. Uh, now, I want an E-Got. That's the Emmy, Golden Globe, Oscar, I and Tony. I thought E-Got was the guy on Ghostbusters no, that died. No, that's the E-Got is the one that helps Fra- Frankenstein build his monster. No, that's uh, Igor Earl. Er, uh, no, he Earl. Didn't. That's what you say when you're throwing up. That's my name. My name is Earl. Remember, remember, remember my name is Earl. It's <laughs> a great show. My name is Earl. Is a great show. That was so dumb, but it was uh, Jason Patrick. No, that's the guy from Jason Alexander. Geronimo. Uh, Why well, I remember that starring Wes Studi. Did you ever see that movie? 
What show? Jason Patrick. It's Geronimo. My oh my god! I, it was a 1990s movie, and it starred Wes Studi of Dances with Wolves and Last of the Mohicans fame, and Jason Patrick. It's about Geronimo, if I remember correctly. American Legends. If I remember correctly, it was horrible. It had Gene Hackman in it. It was horrible. It had Matt Damon in it. It was one of those that was like very violent and dark and like it just was not one like I remember It's got terrible ratings too. I remember walking away from that movie feeling ter- like oh my god that was awful. And wow. I had such high hopes for it. Geronimo of Oklahoma, Jerry. It has a lot of, it has Jason Patrick in it. It did, but that's not the guy. The guy from My Name is Earl, I can't remember his name, but he's also a skateboarder. It doesn't matter, but it, it what does matter. Jason Patrick of Speed 2, colon, Cruise Control. Colon? <laughs> Speed 2, colon? That's what happens when you got to hemorrhoid. You find too much uh, too much fiber. Was, Speed 2, colon. We had a whole discussion of that on Disagreeable Nerd, ah. episode 122. Anyways, Game of Thrones, your your number. Just Game of Thrones, you said just then. I did. So I'm using the slang, <laughs> the nomenclature. <laughs> the nomenclature. Yeah. Call back. Okay. That was your number 23? Correct. My number 22. Nations. The dice game or the normal game? <laughs> it's uh, the normal game. Oh, yes. Very nice. The dice game, I enjoy thoroughly, in which uh, there's a story. I bought it. I played it. I sold it, thinking I didn't like it. Then we played Nations several times, and I was like, why did I get rid of the dice game? I repurchased the dice game. It has a very... Okay, we're talking about this. Nations, the original game. Better than Through the Ages. I don't know. I've never played Through the Ages. I've only heard that it's... Through the Ages is very long. Oh, you've heard it through the grapevine. Very complicated. <laughs> through the Ages of the grapevines, I've heard Through the Ages is long and... I, I, I have... I have any desire frankly to play through the ages nations however you can play it in one to two hours i guess depending on player count Correct. which i also a player count two is good three is good i don't want to play any more than that it nations is. by rustan hank hankinson you know, hankinson which is not it's not is that his well, there's a, a nina hankinson yes so if you one. want to if you want to know more about them uh uh it's an old episode, and actually the first episode I ever listened to of We're Not Wizards, where he interviewed Mr. Hawkinson, Hankinson, who is a, actually a very good designer. He, What's Dina's relation to him? I think that's his wife, if I'm not mistaken. And then there's also an Elnar and a Robert Rosen. So two couples that are related somehow. So Rustan, I'm saying that wrong, also did Tribes, Dawn of Humanity, which is not, it's not a bad game, and City Skyline, which is also very popular. Huh. So anyways... Uh, very good game. Excellent uh, publisher. Game. I don't know who publishes it. I believe that was the uh that this uh, says Lauta Petal. Yes, uh, which we never can pronounce. Names, I don't know how this. But says. we're not here to pronounce names. We're here no. to give arbitrary lists and talk about hemorrhoids. Nations. I love this game, and it's just it's a sieve building game. Moving on to my number twenty-two, a sandbox game of epic proportions, overdone, probably hard to get a hold of. Zia. Zaya. Warrior Princess. Love that. I'm a Gabrielle. Gabriella. 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 Was it Gabriella? It was Gabriella. It was just Gabrielle. I yes. Gabrielle Union. She and Gabriella Reese. She messed volleyball player from the nineties. She messed me up big time. Why? Because as a young man watching Xena Warrior Princess, 
She was highly attractive. Was Zena or Gabriella? Both. Or Gabrielle. Zena is still attractive. She's also a Cylon. Watch out. Gabriella is not. Gabrielle, I have not seen since the 90s. <laughs> I can't remember which season, but like during the first few seasons, she had very long hair and she was a different character. And like they rewrote her character a little bit and she cut her hair. Really? And it, for some reason, it like bothered me greatly. So I went pro Gabriella. And then they cut Zena's hair or no, Gabrielle's? Gal- Gabriella's. Pay attention. Is it Gabriella or Gabrielle? Nobody knows, but they cut her hair is my point. And then I stopped liking her. And Whose I, hair did they cut? The blonde gal, Gabriella. Okay, I said. Don't yell at me. I said it five times. I'm sorry. I was trying to get my thing straight. Well, the th- point is, is that I became very shallow <laughs> and it bothered me. And you're looking at mere appearances. Yes. So I stopped watching Xena. And went to Hercules. And Kevin Sorry, Sorbo. Kevin Sorbo. Which disappo- A raging lunatic. <laughs> disappointed me greatly. Greatly disappointed me. Zia or Zaya, Legends of a Drift System. I was wondering why we were talking about Zia. It's a sandbox space game where your player board is your spaceship. You get to deck it out, build your little a ship and can purchase different ships and and fly around and do what you want. You can be a pirate. Love this game. You can be a trader. You can shoot people. It's so much fun. I'll never forget Enrique flying his ship into the sun. <laughs> oh, that was amazing. Overproduced game. Wonderful. Absolutely fantastic game. Uh, it is an event game. It's very long to play, but at the same time, the production value is off the charts. There's a exp- I thought you were going to say off the chain. Yeah, uh, there's actually a solo version of it as well. There's expansions. It's great, and it's a money pit. But you'll you'll if you're into any type of science fiction and you want to play a Firefly esque type adventure, please. you can fight. You can mine. You can yeah. It's, it's a great it's game. It's great. Zaya Legends of the Drift System. My number twenty two. Go ahead, Gabriella. Which you have no hair, and I love you all the same. But I never knew you when you had long flowing hair. My long flowing locks. As, you know what? Sadly, that's what my wife, Gina, mm-hmm. when she first saw me, she said one of the first things she noticed was my hair. Mm-hmm. Next was my personality, fortunately for her, because my hair is gone, but I still got my personality. Were you emotional wreck then? <laughs> as you were now? Is that it? No, I wasn't actually. Oh, oh. I was just all good times back then, oh. just cutting. Cutting loose and cracking wise and busting shots. The anxiety hadn't set in <laughs> Life. Crippling depression. Oh, life sucks. Okay, go ahead. Life sucks. Now you're number 20. <laughs> Gotta move this along. Number 20. But you know who life does not suck for? Who? And poor people's opinions? Those of high society. Oh. High society, previously in my top 10. Fell to 21, huh? I love this game. It's an amazing game. This game, and okay, I I will go ahead and spoiler alert, not anybody cares. Modern art is not in my top 25. I cannot believe that. I like modern art a lot. Nay, I say love it. It might be 27 or 28. Ben Maddox is crying. I love modern art. But high society for me provides just, you just jump in, you start playing, you start build, bidding, and it's just like stripped down to the basics of bidding for these cards. And then, of course, the twist. It is my favorite light bidding game. Of if at the end of the game, if you if you have the least amount of money, 
Yes. Then you're out. Because you're poor. You don't even have a choice. You're not in the 1%. So that twist just puts the cherry on top. But I just love the bidding aspect of this game. And you're drawing these cards and you're bidding on them. And you don't know there might be a better card coming out. Anyway, love it. Rhino Canizia stripped this down to basics. I love this game. Excellent game. And it's been a while since we played it. Probably the reason it's dropped. Also, it's very light. Very, very light. It's very good. Very good. Very good. I approve of that. And that's going to be my top five of my 20, my, my bottom five of my 25. Rurik, Project Elite, Gold West, Nations, High Society. My number 21 is by my favorite designer, published by one of my favorite companies, Osprey Games, London 2nd Edition. London is an engine-building game with incredible artwork. And again, just like how Martin Wallace tends to make very functional games that are at the same time require you to really manage, not just, not normally it's resources, but in this case, you're managing poverty in your city. And so as you are playing cards out to your engine and activating them and collecting them and knowing when to... Uh, overbuild and, and and build more cards and having to push your luck in a sense of expanding your city and when to expand your city and how to get rid of poverty. It's a very simple, straightforward game, but at the same time, it is an incredibly difficult game. Poverty Shallow. It is. London 2nd Edition. It's out there. I see it all the time on various sales. People overlook it if you're in the card games. It's really, really good. And engine builders. I highly recommend that people who, for instance, might you know enjoy talk about Furnace, which is the hot. Imperium was the one that you said. Yes. And all these other games that people tend to talk As about. As we were playing Imperium, Jerry's like, I would rather just play London. Just play London. And so that's my challenge. If you like those things, you think those games are all it. London, London is very, very good. And that Second poverty edition. thing is just genius. So that's my bottom Five, Stockpile, Star Wars Destiny, A Game of Thrones, Zaya, Xena, Warrior Princess, Legends of the Drift System, and London 2nd Edition. That's all we're going to do you for. This that, has been us. It's a, it's a good one. All games, all the time. Board game snobs. That's what we're about. That's what we're about. I got to take my pills. I'm Gobby. And Preparation H. That's Jerry. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Board Game Snobs. Stay classy.